Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Two of my most favorite things, my beautiful wife and the topic of investments. (laughs) I get it all in one. Was I a worthwhile investment? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hands down. I figured there was a possibility I might be one of those two things, but it's okay, Heath. No, no, no. You're you're still on my list of favorite things. (laughs) You're you're on my list of favorites, but I have to say my wife and investments, they're they're up there. Zach's voice is so good. Thank you. It's so good. Likewise, yeah. Thank you. Jenny has said that from day one. She's not just saying it to you. Where'd you find this guy? I'm hoping I can ride that into retirement as long as that takes. (laughs) You can. You will. At 80? All right. Anyway, investments, because I don't know a whole lot about it. So here's the best thing. This is going to be a different show. We're going to do one little topic here on a listener email. Okay. And I needed, to, I wanted to do it to where it was just this email and talk a little more because it would take a little more. Um, and then we're going to come in and do a last little episode about Thanksgiving deal real quick. It'll be completely different. And my wife didn't just open up a soda that went. Okay. Be, to be clear. Soda, it's, it's a LaCroix. Oh, no. I'm, I'm a LaCroix fan through and through. It started like three weeks ago and I can't stop. It's the greatest ever. I it's went, so great. You just now discovered LaCroix. I know. Where have I been? Uh, I we, babe, we need to like be I, investing in that. I, of. That's investing. Mm-hmm. I won't let my dog drink LaCroix. <laughs> Look, it got me off of a severe Diet Coke habit. Oh my gosh, did it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've worked mornings for you wouldn't believe more it. My my girlfriend, she drink. I know this is totally not investments. Yeah. She she's a Diet Coke drinker through and through, and she's down to one a week because of Lacroix. It's brilliant. See? Oh, it, wow. is, it is it is a lifesaver. It means something. It's a transition. It's yeah. like, What do they use to get get people off drugs? They go to the clinic. They get the, <laughs> it's like a nicotine patch yes. and gum. Yeah. And they're it's drinking LaCroix. like ten Lacroix a day yeah. now. Oh yeah. man, yeah. So, shameless plug for Lacroix. So so we got. A, a listener email and I think this is an important topic because this is something that I, I feel like I, our listeners are people that are striving to become more and this is such an important topic because there's so many scams there's so many um, things that can lead in the wrong path that I have screwed up and done some of those wrong paths already and figured out some better ones that I really mm-hmm. wanted to share and wanted to just hit on this one and have plenty of ample time about it but Justin Fowler he, he's from East Texas where I'm from uh, and he said, hey, Heath and Chad, I'd love to hear a topic on investments on a beginner's level for the majority of individuals out there. Most people research what's good starting investment, but with so much information available on the web and so many dishonest and misleading individuals uh, on the web, in y'all's opinion, what is a good starting point for people who want more but feel uh, but but so they can feel confident in their investments. Such a good question. It's super I so intimidating. Too. I think people think they need to have a ton of money in order to get started, and that's the scary part. Mm. And there's so many get-rich-quick schemes. There's so many people going, hey, give $300, and then you sign up 10 people and make whatever for life and be a millionaire tomorrow, okay? So hey, good and bad news for you, all right? All right. The good news is there is definitely a way that with very little money, you can consistently grow your wealth. Bad news is there's no such thing of that happening quick, fast, and easy. Okay? Dang it. 100%. Anybody ever tries to tell you anything that has to do with quick, fast, and easy, run for the hills. Absolutely impossible. Building your wealth and long-term true safety is a long, consistent, you have to be disciplined to the process. And I will tell you, that one of the best, most simple, long-term, consistent, true investment you can possibly do with little knowledge and slowly gain it 
if you're looking for something on the side, right? And and he's talking about what about getting started. And I know Justin personally, so like he has a job, his wife works, and 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 whatnot. So it's like what for the that's the majority of people. But what can we do outside of it? I'm not a man who likes the stock market and all that. Not a fan of it. Somebody decides where when the money goes up and down, and and I have no control of it. I don't like that. The most all of these. Um, buying into the pyramid scheme stuff and all that, stay the heck away from it. Any of that stuff that you can't put your hands on but and how know. do you know that that, what? Any of them. Run from just, them. Just don't, don't do Look, it. don't. Don't do them. They're because <laughs> somebody sends you a message on Facebook and it says, I'd like to tell you about this opportunity you can do at home. And yeah, yeah. I'm, ta- I'm talking to a Nigerian prince over email right. and yeah. I'm telling you, it's legit. Run, run from all of that. We it's easy we we easily can get bought into it because we do want something that that's quick and easy and all that but I can promise you there is no such thing. The best most pure one is called real estate. And let me tell you how you can get started in real estate and slowly build your wealth of a true residual income and not being dealt. And so you might say, "Well, Heath, what about the real estate crisis? All these people that lost their money." I did not lose a dime in the real estate crisis. I actually made more because of the method that I did it, which was slow, steady, what I could afford and what I could handle. I didn't get I didn't get my um, a big ego and so go get a massive loan for tons of stuff and the market crashed. You only lost money in the real estate market crash if you had to sell. I never had to sell my properties. So the values went back up. So, yeah, because I think that naysayers would listen to this and say, listen, Heath, you're in Texas. The, the real estate crisis wasn't what it was in, say, um, Las Vegas or yep. Phoenix or something. So would this concept would still work Absolutely. if they had been there? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. It's foolproof. If they're paying, you're saying pay 100% cash? No, not at all. Okay. What I'm saying is do what you can afford. What the real estate market that got people was, somebody lived in their house and put 0% down and got a house that was a, a, a balloon note that was 3% interest till the sixth year and it blew up, right? And then the bank let them get three more homes and they made 40000 a year and they had $800,000 worth of home debt that they had to put zero cash down and they were paying a low rate and it blew up in five years. That was called in over your head. Let me tell you what I did. long time ago, I started, when I started in the real estate deal, um, if you're going to do, I'll give you this tip, it is that if you're going to do any investment property, the bank is going to require you 20% down, okay? So um, let's just say, Zach, for instance, for you. Yes. Do you, you uh, rent or own? Rent. Okay, so the smartest thing you can do right now as a younger guy too is you start saving your money. You find a place where you find a duplex for sale. Okay. okay? Yeah. And you study a market, find a cheaper market. Maybe it's a little bit more out of your commute. Maybe it's all that, but it's less expensive, okay? Find a cheap duplex, $120,000 for this duplex. is two sides, three bedrooms, okay? Save up the 20, uh, we'll see, be your first personal home, okay? Right. So you can get down to as low as 3 and 5% down on it. Oh, wow. Okay? Okay. You buy that duplex, hundred twenty grand. Save up the money, um, so that'd be six grand down, basically. All right. Okay? That's manageable. Rent the other side out for the seven dollars $800 a month. Basically covers your mortgage. You live in that for about two or three years, and over those two or three years, you do the little improvements to it to, to bring the value up. Yeah, okay? paint the walls. Yeah, why not yep. put on a new roof? Yep. And then once you kind of get that steady, and you got it to where now you can raise those rents up a little more on that other side, and then you can have the other side rent out, you move out of there, buy you another little duplex. Now you need that 20% down because now it's going to be an investment property. Mm-hmm. And live in one side, rent the other, and now you got the other two rented out. And now in, five, in, in about three to four years, you can have two duplexes that are bringing in... Twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred a month in rental income that you have an, 
extreme amount of equity in because you've done the little improvements over time. You didn't go get a big massive loan to do it all at once. You did it little by little. The improvements are up, masses up. And so if the market crashed tomorrow, as long as you don't have to sell those properties, you never lose. In the, in the decline, renters are going to be more of a need because if they did move out, they're going to have to find something to rent, right? Right. So you're always safe. Where people got in trouble were people that said they flipped a home and made thirty grand and go, oh, my God, I'm going to get a loan and do five at once. And they did the five at once, and they couldn't afford to do that. If, if like, those houses didn't sell, they were screwed. Only do what you can afford. When I started, I bought one house. I, I go to small towns. Go to the small towns, okay? They're cheap. Any of these small rural towns, learn the market. Go to Zillow, Realtor.com, pick a market, start looking at things that are selling. Look at, go to the, you can go on what leases, see what they rent for. You can find what kind of houses and what they're needing and how much they're renting for so you know what to buy. You can buy $70,000 houses in all these rural areas all around the city and, and all around all. And finally, a $70,000 house is going to rent for $750, $800 a month, okay? 20% down on that. Save that up over time. You know your target. Now, if it's your first home, you can buy it as a, I would always suggest buying a duplex. So if you're a family, a small family, even now and you want to do it, the smartest thing to do is find a duplex and buy it, live in one side, rent the other. Now your mortgage is covered. So now for the next three years, you're pocketing your mortgage money that you were paying before your rent. Now you got a ton more money saved up to save up for the 20%. Do one at a time. And over a period of time, that does. Now, the bad thing, this is a slow, solid investment. You're not getting rich tomorrow. You're going to live in that duplex on one side of it, Zach, for the next two or three years and not feel like you're gaining anything. And then another one and then another one. But by year six and seven, you start doubling, tripling because then you have so much equity and cash flow from everything else, using that cash flow to buy more and do it to where you build it up over time. You do that slowly but surely, one at a time, one that you can afford, doing the work yourself on it after night, find you one little market, start watching Realtor.com, Zillow.com, look at them, find out what stuff's renting for so you know what type of house to rent for. It's a very simple deal. Another deal is Bigger Pockets Podcast is a phenomenal real estate podcast to learn a lot about it. And it's BiggerPockets.com is a big forum they have of a community set up to help people in their first real estate investments, okay, with lots of answers. The most steady, sure wealth builder is real estate. Hands down, the negative that people talk about were the people that got greedy and did more than they should have. So we're 43 episodes into this podcast. You're just telling me this now? Like, come on. <laughs> we had a whole life plan for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shoot. I, I mean, for, for instance, this all wrong. Zach, I can tell you this. For instance, yeah. I mean, Garland, rent's expensive in the Metroplex, well, too. No, but you can, that, no, yeah. no, uh, look, Garland, like right over here in Garland and stuff, for instance. Um, you can find duplexes uh, for 130 grand. Really? You can go put 5% down, fix, live in one side. You can rent that other side for $900 a month. That basically covers the whole mortgage. And so now you think about where you're working right now, the money you make, the money you're spending on rent. That money you spend on rent every month basically goes right back in yeah, your that's pocket. That's what I was so saying. Now the next like rent's expensive. Ex like, like it's for expensive sure. To sure. Pay He's for spending that money every month. Yeah. So now you keep that. On the next two years, you use that money to put new carpet, upgrade this, upgrade that. Do that over time, saving your money with it to where you rent that other side and buy you another one. And you do it all over again and you build it up. And That's then what's it's called Zach Monopoly. It's then, true. then it's called real residual income. My first four or five years of doing it, I was buying like one a year. And then four years, five years, then I was doing two, three, four. And then next thing you know, it's a ton of them to where I had a dozen plus where over half of them were debt free and it was slow go. But it was so slow. That's where people don't want. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. You cannot rush the process. That's where you get in trouble. 
buy a property you can afford, find a market. There's going to be a market close. Biggerpockets.com, Biggerpockets podcast. Listen to that. Immerse yourself. Go to go to your realtor.com app. Pick a uh, market and study it. Jenny will always talk because I'm always staring at realtor.com or all that, all these areas, and I'm always just trying to pick up on the trends and know what is going where and what is going not. It's a slow, steady cash flow is king. Say you got that debt on it, but you do that over a year. In 15 years, you've got 10 properties that are bringing you seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a month. That's forever. That doesn't. That's a real hard asset. That then, when you have those hard assets, ten years from now, you can leverage that to do more and bigger things because then those can pay for it, so you can afford. It. So it's like a compounding interest. But that is a slow, steady. There's nothing sexy about it. That is slow, steady, true wealth building. Today's world, the sexy, flashy stuff these people keep trying. These fifteen hundred here. There's this, that, and they go, look, look at your budget. Start putting aside what you can. Maybe it takes you two years to save the money to do one of those. It's okay. Are you in this for the long haul or there is no get rich quick scheme? Put it aside, slowly do it. Basic real estate, one house, find a nice little rental, love that deal, do it one over time. It's going to take a long time, but it will build you true wealth. For anybody who likes what he just told me and thinks it's a great idea, email us because he gives us advice for free. Like, yeah, he'll talk to like anybody he doesn't about make this. It, he doesn't get anything out of giving this. It was no. For a second there, I was like, do you have some sort of yeah. re- relative talk license? Talk about a side hustle. Yeah, yeah, you could just run that for a business. <laughs> just tell people what to do. Wow. It is. And, and, and I would be more than happy to help you out if you're looking at stuff. I don't mind it. I, I, love, I love doing that. And um, I think we're going to look at something coming up in, in the next episode or two where we might put a little contest together where I may spend some time doing nothing but some Skype calls one-on-one with some of our listeners on, on some of those things and guide them through. Because I've screwed up a lot of it. And then I built it all now. And now here's the thing is now I'm at a point where I have lots of, I have several business restaurants and we have all kinds of things that we do now. Now, but I'll tell you, insurance is what made me all my money to do that. Number two, the next was real estate is the most solid thing that you can do that anybody can. And it's no get rich quick, but it's true long-term wealth. Heath, I am thankful for your advice. Well, speaking of that, we're going to come right back in the next segment and talk a little bit about that. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey, everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. So since we're all full from all the turkey and ham and everything on Thanksgiving, <laughs> um, and, we, and we just gave the, the tips on the investment stuff, what, what I also just thought it'd be cool, like I said, for the people who are first time listening, this is not the normal podcast layout. Listen to the episode before and the one before that and one before that. This is not the normal layout, but it's, you know, it's a short week with Thanksgiving and all. So, you know, I just thought it'd be nice to... Uh, just kind of reflect for a moment and have everybody kind of talk about since it, it is the season of Thanksgiving, you know, maybe some things that 
you're thankful for, you're grateful for, or you're, you're, you're just kind of bearing in mind we share with our listeners and, and, and hoping that everybody listening will maybe reflect really on, on some things that they're thankful for as well. Right. Well, first things first, I want to bring us up to kind of present tense. Where we're at now, we are recording this in advance because Thanksgiving is coming up as we're recording it. But mm-hmm. when this goes out, it'll be the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So where, where are Heath Oaks and Jay, where are you going to be? We're going down to East Texas for Thanksgiving. We're going right. to be there with my family a couple of days, and we're going to be in Idaho at Christmas with, with Jenny's family. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. That's a good split. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, any Thanksgiving traditions? you do anything cool? What dish do you bring? I mean, what do you... Oh, um, well, I'm about... I need to ask his mom, like, what... Sh- he's, she's going to say nothing, and so then oh, I'm going to stress about what do I bring so as to not you know, uh, conflict with what she's already preparing. You know, you can't show up empty-handed. Heath says we can because it's my mom's house. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the new kid. Yeah. You can't come as the new kid empty-handed. I think I took muffins or something like that, like, like cranberry muffins or my, pumpkin muffins or something. Hands down, my favorite. Now, there's nothing healthy about my mom's Thanksgiving cooking. <laughs> my mom is in East Texas, woman. Yeah. Southern cooking. The so good. Full-blown, so good, but nothing healthy. But my favorite dish that I always look forward to is that 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 hash brown casserole thing, uh, potato casserole deal. Yeah. These cornflake things on top and cheese. I mean, I literally will devour that. <laughs> and it was so funny. This is how much I don't know. There, my mom had the fruit salads out there in one of Jenny's first years. Like, oh look, Jenny, see, there's something healthy a fruit salad. She's like, Heath. That the thing is, is like full of sugar and so good, and I love no, it. No, I mean, yeah, I was definitely, but, oh, was no, not, it was very for good. the record, not hating on No, 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 no but I was, like, <laughs> pitching it as being healthy. Yeah, 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 he's like, there's yeah. some fruit, and I'm like, yeah, there's, like, a cherry in there, and then yeah. it's um, Goodness. Cool Whip, and, you know, oh, who yes. knows, sugar, and, yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a... A good meal. What about you? Are you going to Houston? I am. Yeah, going yeah. to Houston to visit the folks. I've been doing. I've been doing pretty well lately. I've been on this diet thing. Ooh, uh, what is it? It's been going well. Keto. <gasps> that is the hot diet right now. So you can have your turkey. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. I can you do can meat, eat a lot. Veggies, yeah. Sour cream, cheese. Um, I'm definitely gonna cheat on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to. Yeah, it's, to. Yeah, it's it's the one day I can be thankful for. This wonderful society we live in where we can eat whatever we want and go sleep after and Have you watch guys the game. Heard about the Thanksgiving pants that are being marketed now? No, what are those? I mean, they're are basically they and they're stuff? basically yoga pants, but yeah, they have like a turkey <laughs> on them. <laughs> I got, do you think, how do you think your family would react if I showed that up in Thanksgiving hilarious. pants? That is hilarious. I think you should do. They're it. like maternity pants. Yes. Are they really? Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, that's But they fantastic. have a turkey on them yeah. and it's, you know, a cute little thing. Oh, I can't wait to hear about your keto journey. How oh, how yeah. have you done so far? Oh, uh, I think I'm down honestly about 45. 50? You look amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been going well. Yeah, I, I I need to go back at some point and take like the video from our first episode and like yeah. one of those ones and just like put them back to back and see how much bigger Zach is. Uh, but yeah, it's been going well. Do you feel good? Yeah, and I'm thankful for it. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. How topical of of me? Yes. Uh, yeah. Very much so. I feel great. So it's been good. I can't imagine East Texas as a whole lot of like. You got to be gluten free no. here. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nobody. There, there ain't none of that. That's why I, I yeah. love it no. so much. I remember he saying, maybe you should just bring your protein bars. Yeah. The first right. time we went, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lots of gravy and everything. Now, oh, Matt, uh, Matt, are you keyed in with us today, finally? I'm here. Okay. I'm okay. here, absolutely. You got anything special, Thanksgiving traditions, something your traditions well, that you're thankful for? N- well, I mean, as far as traditions, they're a little bit out the window because all my family moved away from me. Yeah. So yeah. I've got some in Virginia now, some in Florida. So we're just going over to our, our neighbor's house and having Thanksgiving oh, with them, awesome. my wife and I. So, uh, yeah, no tradition. I think they're all coming back for Christmas, though, so we gotcha. get to have that. And then as far as what I'm thankful for, honestly, this is going to sound really cliche, but I'm really thankful to be here because, uh, uh, I mean, just a little bit of backstory on me. I gave yeah. up a more than decade-long career in radio to come here to try to... Uh, 
extend my career a little bit. Yeah. I, I looked at the uh, down the tunnel in radio, and there wasn't really a, a light at the end of the tunnel there. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm going to try to do something different. And so I came over here, and I'm so thankful to be here and be around some really, really wonderful people. That's awesome. And, That's scary uh, to take that leap. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I stressed about it forever. I mean, I worked here part-time for a couple of years before I said, okay, I'm really, really ready to finally do this. And, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about a, something where I was four years old recording my own radio shows and to say, which I'm kind of still doing now, but um, <laughs> to not to not be a part of radio anymore, I was like, that's a big, it's a big, uh, a big leap. But I, I took it and I'm, I'm so thankful. I don't miss it at all. <laughs> yeah. So, that's like, that I awesome. Could, that's yeah, awesome. I don't, that's I don't, cool. I'll go up there every now and then I'll say, I'm, I'm happy to see you guys. I miss the people, but I do not miss being here every day. <laughs> That's awesome. He's probably like, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? Well, well exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't I do it from the beginning? Heath, <laughs> yeah. Jenny, how about you? What are you thankful for? Gosh, the simple stuff. Oh, yeah? Really about the simple stuff this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, the health of our daughter, she's five months old. And so, you know, the, the fact that I'm able to spend time with her, our, our, I work weekends, Heath doesn't. So I like that she, we've got a staggered schedule. Um, and it was tough for me to decide to go back to work, honestly. Um, it was really tough to make that decision. And ultimately, I ended up doing it. And I you know, feel good about it now. So I'm thankful that I feel good about that decision because I didn't know how I would feel on the other end of it. Um, and then just the fact that we are, it, it's the first time, first Christmas I've had off in eight years. And um, I'm off this year. And so to, to um, be able to see family on that holiday that's so important to us, um, you know, for, from a Christian perspective and from a you know family perspective, I, I'm just over the moon. I mean, I can't stop thinking about it, yeah. how beautiful that's going to be. Um, and you know what, there, I had a lot of, a lot of lonely holidays working, you know, by myself, not married, you know, not wondering if I would even have a family. So not to get like too emotional and deep on it, mm -hmm. but I mean, really, I look and think, gosh, I prayed for this for years. I really wanted to have, you know, people in my life that I would have holidays with. And, and gosh, now I've got a day off for it. So yeah. it's just oh, a huge man. bonus. And so just like sometimes there, you know, there may be bigger things that I could be thankful for. But it's, it's the simple, simple stuff of being able to be with family and um, and just, gosh, to have work and to have loved ones. It's a blessing. Heath, it's a shame you have to follow that. I, I know. don't know how you're going you to talk about it. And, and <laughs> because, I, you know, obviously there's, I'm thankful for my wife, my family and all that. But I, I just had recently was thinking too, like, like Ian, we, we try to always get, Jenny and I always try to get to the really simple stuff because I think it's important to be grateful and thankful for, for looking for the simple things that you are because the more you do that, the more you stay grounded and not looking for and not appreciating what you have. But, you know, I'm just very, I'm, I'm super thankful at this moment for the ability, flexibility, financial means to be with the family. Like, like you know, to get to fly first class to Idaho and have Charlie with us and our baby and get to go there for Christmas because we can afford the financial ability to do that and that I have the flexibility in my job to be able to do that. And, and Jenny got the time off. And then for Thanksgiving, um, you know, for us to be able to go down to East Texas and spend a couple of days and, and, and not have to rush down and back in one type of day and to be able to have the means of doing those things I'm thankful that I put the grind in for what I've done a long time ago to where I can um, be present with my daughter and my wife and focus on trying as much as I can to, even though there's times that I feel like there's stuff with work that slips because I'm 
I'm I, I'm not there with it as much right now. My ah, balance don't can. Put that on us. Well, no, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, is there's times that I feel that way, but yet it's not the tru- It's not really the truth because it is. That's why I did what I did a yeah. long time ago and sacrificed for what it was to have that balance to be a very present husband and a very present father. Um, and and I'm thankful that that I work for a place that I've I've been allowed that opportunity to do so and have the financial means to provide to where my wife and I both can work full time and, and love our careers and be in it, but yet still be able to to do all of the other things because we, we can have the, the support and staff and, and help around the house of things that we can both enjoy our careers and enjoy our daughter and ourselves. So that's you know it's been one of the things I'm probably most thankful for these days. What about you? You know, I, I think I think you're definitely onto something, all of you. Um, I, I'm I'm always a big fan of, of Thanksgiving because it's going back home and going yeah. to East Texas or Idaho. It's something I always appreciate because it's important, I think, to to always be able to kind of take a second and then look back and think where you came from. Yeah. And that's so important to both of you. Mm-hmm. I know is being able to look back and go, you know, I was there, and here's where I'm at now, and I can never forget what I was because it would it so defines who I am and in going home and seeing family and spending time in your hometown, it's such like a central part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really just a great, it's a great holiday to just kind of reflect and go, okay, here's where I was. Here's where I'm at now. Let's look at that and where I'm going in the future. It can be kind of emotional, don't you think? Of course. To to kind of see, you know, brings back memories of, of, you know, gosh, I did this thing and that wasn't great. Or I did this thing and I, you know, I saw this great future for myself and am I there? Am I fulfilling that? It's, yeah. It's a lot. And I, I hope everybody spends time thinking about being grateful. I think a, a very important attribute to have is, is to have a grateful heart and to be to be grateful for those things. And and, and I hope that, that you think about it enough that you carry that on outside of just Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and, and try to carry that on on a regular basis that have a grateful heart and, and have a Thanksgiving about yourself, you know, all the time. And and where I'm not perfect and fail it that often, I try to we Jenny and I both try to keep that at a forefront and 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 are willing to slap each other and go look, not literally slap guys, I'm not, <laughs> but 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 grab each other when one of us is being ungrateful of something, you know, when we get it away from go we we are to where Jenny can grab me and go Heath, you're being, you know, you're, you're not you you're, are off the rails, you're off the rails, right, and vice versa, and where we'll be able to step back with it, and I hope that you find that in somebody as well that can do that. Um, and respect that enough. So I'm grateful for all you listeners. I'm grateful for, you know, we're coming up on our 50th episode, and uh, it's amazing to to be getting close to that mark. And obviously there's some changes going on. We'll be keeping you updated. And, and I've got some cool announcements coming up that we're going to do a cool little deal in the next couple of episodes that we'll be letting loose. So hang tight with that. And so where can they find you at, Jenny? So JennyAndChondo.com is my website, and then just search Jenny and Chondo Facebook, Instagram, Jenny A. Fox 4 on Twitter. SecondShotCast at gmail.com. Any ideas, any questions, any headlines you want us to look at, send them our way. We appreciate it, um, and we love it, and we take the time to actually go through them all. So we, we definitely um, appreciate that. I'm grateful for you all. I'm grateful for you guys listening to us coming close on the 50th episode and, and looking forward to some of the things coming out. So thank you guys, and Heath Oaks and Ignorance on Fire. Love you all. Destination for premium talk radio.